Hello and welcome everyone to another edition of Sustainability Now with me, Justin Mogg, here on your community radio station. This is radio for the people, by people like you and me who volunteer at forwardradio.org. You can click participate today to get on the air behind the microphones or help us out behind the scenes too. And certainly we rely entirely on your financial support. You can donate anytime at forwardradio.org to help keep us on the air and sustain us as a strong community resource providing independent media conversations and stories you're not going to hear anywhere else uh, and we've got a special birthday coming up on april 9th that'll be our fifth anniversary of broadcasting on the air we're really excited about it so we're gonna have our pledge drive coming up uh in the two weeks leading up to that and we're gonna have a big birthday party at the faulkner gallery on april 9th too so you stay tuned to forward radio you'll hear more about that uh, but what we do here on sustainability now each week is bring in fun people from around the community that i just love talking to anyway sometimes i make new friends but Today, I'm talking with some old friends from Louisville Grows. Welcome to the program, Jacqueline Eckland and Mateo Barnett. Hey. hey. Hi. Thanks for <laughs> so, having us. Yeah, it's so good. You know, I talk to you all the time when we're out planting trees and getting dirty. And today, uh, you know, I'm wearing the clean overalls and we're in the studio <laughs> <laughs> talking about trees. It's so exciting. Uh, this is the season of planting, planting trees. And then we're also going to talk a little bit about planting your garden because that's another thing mm-hmm. that Louisville Grows does if folks want to play along at home and learn a little more you can go to louisvillegrows.org uh, let me introduce my guest Jacqueline Eckland is the program manager at Louisville Grows and a certified arborist uh, yeah I'm I'm uh, recently certified as an uh, ISA arborist and yeah that happened in September so I'm our staff arborist in addition to other things that is so cool mm-hmm. um, what's that certification process like I've never really asked um, anybody what it's like do you have to take a class yeah yeah, there's a test that goes along with it. The main requirement is either years in the industry or oh. a degree associated okay. with it. Okay. So I did do a class, but you aren't required to take a class. But the test covers so many areas uh-huh. that oftentimes it's it's nice to also take the class for sure. Well, that's a great compliment to your other background, which is degrees in anthropology and sociology, right? (laughs) That is correct. From UofL. So Jacqueline is both a people and a plant person, and that's why you are such an asset to have on the team at Louisville Grows, right? Uh, And you've got this strong interest in social and economic equity, and I hope we do talk about a little bit how the work with Louisville Grows and tree planting complements or meets a need in equity in our city. Uh, And you've worked on affordable housing with organizations across the country, but we were so glad when you moved back to Louisville in Mm -hmm. 2017, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, And Matteo Barnett is the field operations manager at Louisville Grows, and you've been digging in the dirt since you were a kid, right? Just like me. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) But you also care for gardens and houseplants uh, at home, and you're a musician too, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, I didn't even know about that until I looked (laughs) up this bio about you, so uh, tell us about your band. I'm in a band called Isolation Tank Ensemble. We are finishing up a nine-song album What that we recorded with my friend Chris Kincaid. We were supposed to actually do mixing on it today. Oh, my gosh. He wasn't feeling good. But then we just recorded four songs with video at La La Land. 
and we just released the first one today. Congratulations. On our YouTube channel. So Wow. What do yeah. you play? Uh, I play the electric mandolin. Nice. Poorly. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen them play. It's definitely not. It's uh, not poor? No, it's 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 awesome. Awesome. So. I, okay, I need to get a copy of this music and get it on the radio. I'll get you one. Okay, that would be exciting. Uh, but the excuse for gathering you today is that Louisville Grows is having a big tree planting coming up this coming Saturday on March 12th. And it's in partnership with the Greenheart Project, which we can talk about more. But just so folks can know if they're thinking about volunteering, it's not too late to register, right? And it'll be from 8.30 a.m. to 1 p.m. We're all meeting up at Wyandotte. Wyandot, Wyandot. We say Wyandot, but we're not sure. Wyandot Park. <laughs> that, that, that whole Beachmont area like has a bunch of things where you just look at like street signs and you're like, <laughs> could be. This. You kind of make up your own thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, and folks uh, can go to LouisvilleGrows.org to find the link to sign up. Right. So correct. Tell us what's going to be happening on Saturday and and how many people do we need? So there's no shortage of no trees. Sh- so yeah, yeah, um, yeah. we we love getting people out to plantings um oftentimes you know we have between 100 150 before pandemic even 250 volunteers and in a lot of ways i think that's the most important thing we Mm -hmm. do because it engages the community and it gets people talking about trees but we do have about 70 to 100 trees ready to go that we're going to be delivering next week that need to be planted on saturday wow Mm -hmm. A little less than that. Last time I talked to Charlie, who's our volunteer coordinator, Mm -hmm. it didn't sound like we had that many volunteers yet. Okay. So I'm going to add some more. Like, basically, we have to, I have to look through maps that we have for the different addresses and pick out some ones that would be good for volunteers to do. Um, And then we have to call the utilities in and make sure that's all done before people get there. You don't want volunteers hitting utility lines, right? That's a key thing. So, yeah, but maybe I need to check back in with Charlie then. Yeah. See how many volunteers we got right now. Okay. Well, for people who haven't done it before, help help lay out what the day looks like. First of all, you're not planting alone, right? You're planting in teams. Correct. And even if you have no experience planting trees, that's okay because we have something called citizen foresters, right? Yeah. Yes. And we tell people if they've never planted a tree, please come out. Please bring your friends because it's a really great experience for people to learn about trees and right. also to learn about their community. So we do split you up into groups um, and you will be led by a couple citizen foresters, people who've done this a lot, people like yourself, Justin. <laughs> um, I don't. Uh, the first time I've ever I ever saw you, I think, was at a tree planting. Of course, of course. So, um, Where else? <laughs> yeah, same here. That's when I first and, met and, you. And, and your, your name preceded you because I'd right. never met you before that. I walked up to you and said, "Hey, Justin, can you go do this for me?" And you said, "Yeah, of course I can." <laughs> um, but yeah, and so we break you up into groups. Uh, you're led by citizen foresters, you're supported by staff, and and all this whole work that we've done as staff ahead of this planting to prepare for it. And Mateo was kind of hinting at a lot of that like groundwork we do. Mm-hmm. So we meet up, we break up into groups, and we're planting primarily on residential property, which I think is something important and special that we do. Yeah. Um, because it takes a ton of outreach and um yeah, it's it's a fun day. Uh, you know, we'll have coffee and snacks in the morning. We used to do lunch before the pandemic. And bagels. Yeah, and bagels. Yeah, bagels. There used to be bagels. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a really fun day. 
and we're we're trying to keep people safe during the pandemic too so if you're i mean things are calming down a little bit but if you're worried about that right what are some of the pandemic requirements um up to this point we have required uh people to be vaccinated um uh we uh last year we were requiring masks Mm -hmm. um the the positivity rates in uh for Jefferson County right now are a little lower. Thank so goodness, yeah. We're, we're suggesting people to still wear masks if they uh, feel comfortable, but we are working outside. Yeah, um, and, it's all uh, outside. Kind of, kind of lo- letting people uh, take some of their own precautions, but we do still definitely advise um, having vaccination and mm-hmm. also being boosted. So. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And people are going to need to dress for whatever weather there is, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we're kind of, it's kind of usually a no, uh, it's a rain or shine. It's kind of an usually and don't reschedule. Right, right. We just dig in the rain. Yeah. And dress to get dirty because you're going to be digging in dirt. You're going to be yeah. handling mulch, right? Some pipe, sometimes people show up in their dress shoes and it's Which a little is weird. strange. Yeah. What are you doing? We're planting trees. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bring the dirty overalls on it. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. It's so much fun and such gratifying work uh, to work alongside other people. We're not planting tiny little one-year-old trees, right? These are oh, no. pretty yeah. significant yeah. three or four-year-old trees, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, even even some, depending on species, are as old as seven or eight years. Wow. And, and we're looking at a tree that's often 100 to 200 pounds. Yeah. Um, so that's why it takes kind of a whole team to do it. But that's really the sweet spot of, one, feeling like you're doing good work and planting this big tree. But it's also uh, kind of the sweet spot of survival rates for trees. You know, if they're if they're this size, they're less likely to be ran over by a lawnmower, mm. right. uh, chewed up by a dog. But they're still small enough to... to so Manage. that they, yeah, and they will be, you know, a successful, happy tree. Yeah, yeah. so that people can put it in without like big machinery, which um, I think is it's, it's all really important. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And Jacqueline, do, what what is the uh, survivability rate of a tree in like a city, like urban tree? Oh man, it's not great. It's not good <laughs> usually. It's, it's not always great, you know, because there's a lot of factors we look at: soil compaction, mm. you know. Um, just salinity of the soil. I could say a bunch of, you know, other words that, you know, we don't normally think about, but, um, for our trees, we see a survival rate of about, um, 90, uh, 95% over three years. So if only one in one in 20 is dying at that three year mark, we think we're doing a pretty good job. And and that's part of what we want to pass on to, uh, our volunteers is like if you plant the trees right, the yeah. right tree in the right location, yeah. um, they are pretty successful. Obviously, uh, working in cities, there are lower life expectancies for trees, um, but that's why we need to keep planting them. And uh, you know, I've heard Ar- arborists say that the biggest threat to trees is people, <laughs> right? Like, yeah, for sure. <laughs> it's it's us hitting them with our weed whackers or running over them or you know chemical usage or gosh knows what, right? Yeah. Uh, that that so. But we're the what's neat about Louisville Grows is we're not just planting trees wherever. We're <coughs> we're planting them in on people's property and these people have said, Yes, I would like to adopt a tree, right? That's the right. model here. Right. It's a little different, right? Yeah, correct. And that's one of the things I think um when you're at one of our planting events, it's always really cool and really fun. But you're like seeing the tip of this huge iceberg, like 
Um, for the Greenheart project, which I kind of take a lot of ownership of, we've been canvassing these areas like for years at this point. Right, because um, the Greenheart project is not new. This has been around no. a while now. Yeah, since 2016, 2017. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then Jacqueline is running two other plantings that are coming up a little later than this March one. And so she and one of our other coworkers, Ellie, have been just working really, really hard. Um, how long have you been canvassing now for those? Um, we've been canvassing uh, about seven weeks for those plantings and wow. probably have another three weeks of canvassing. Wow. Um, a lot of times when we choose a target area, you know, my objective is to knock on every door and give every person an equal chance to get a tree if they want it. Um, and so that does require a lot of work. And you kind of hit the nail on the head when you're uh, talking about we're planting trees for people who want them. Right. Because that is so key to trees surviving in a city. Right. Yeah. And and you're, you're, you're hinting at the upcoming plantings. Is this, this you talking about the March 26 Shawnee planting? Yes. Yeah, so we are planting 166 trees on residential properties on March 26 in the Shawnee neighborhood. Wow. And then there'll be another Greenheart planting in April. Is that right? No, this is the okay. last Greenheart planting, oh, okay. uh, I think. Okay. But, but then we're doing a Southside one. Oh. April 8th? April Wait, 8th. Is that a weekend? Saturday, April 9th, I have Sa down. Saturday, Saturday, April 9th. April 9th. Right. Okay. And it's another Southside planting. It, 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 it is. And we have seen such a huge amount of support from this area uh, in South Louisville from uh, council people, neighborhood associations, and other organizations, because this area of the city, you know, it has a beautiful parkway through its yeah. uh, southern parkway. It has beautiful Iroquois Park, but it's also right up against the airport, um, mm -hmm. right up against a lot of industrial areas that put out pollutants yeah. and also um, uh, cause a lot of kind of uh, heat island effects yeah. in that area. Which hints at the whole reason for the Greenheart Project, right? Which is a, is a study that UofL is doing. They call it a clinical trial. It's a very unusual one where trees are the medicine and that they're trying to document that greenery, and not just trees but shrubs too, they use all kinds of greenery, that help filter pollutants out of the atmosphere can lead to direct health, positive health outcomes, right? Right. Uh, and so that's why the, the, the Greenheart plantings are always a little different. Uh, a typical Louisville Groves planting will plant one, maybe two trees at somebody's house. This is like coming in like landscapers and doing a whole row. Right. And they're using yeah. a lot of evergreens, too, so that they're Correct. filtering pollutants year round, right? Yeah. Well, and that's one thing I've kind of learned a little bit more. Mm -hmm. So for this one, I've tried to select more yards and more landscapes that are a little bit more akin to what we normally do. You know, like two or three uh -huh. just trees, even if they are evergreens, then at least you don't have to like, you know, have uh, a bunch of volunteers like, go, I don't, yeah. I've never <laughs> planted a, a hedgerow before. I don't yeah. know how to make sure it's in line and everything's correct. I don't know how to read this landscape map that, you know, Mateo drew when he was like in the throes of making 20 other landscape maps. Yeah, so, right. you know, it's, it, I, I've tried to make it a little bit easier and a little bit more manageable for this for this saturday so cool okay 
So I'm talking today with two friends from Louisville Grows here on Sustainability Now with me, Justin Mogg, and uh, we're talking about the upcoming tree planting on March 12th. That's this coming Saturday uh, from 8.30 to 1 p.m. We're meeting up at Wyandotte Park, 1104 Beecher Street, and you'll need to register in advance, or can they just walk up? A little of both. Yeah, if you want to register, that gives us a that great helps. idea of who's yeah. coming. But yeah. uh, please, if you just want to show up, we'll make sure you... Uh, or even better, like if you convince your friend or yeah, your neighbor yes. or your family member at the last minute to come along yes. with you, that's yeah, what we If you can want. sign up and bring a couple of people, that would be awesome. Yeah. I mean, signing up does help because like it's like we, were, me and Jacqueline were just talking about it helps us know, hey, we need to pick a couple of more yards to plant because you know, the signups have swelled a little bit. Yeah. So and it, it's just a great opportunity to like bring a friend or bring, mm. you know, yeah. your family. Um, Cause uh, the more people we have, the more fun it's, it is. It's super fun. Yeah. You're going like, to get dirty together. You're going to yeah. feel satisfied and a little tired in a good yeah. way at the end. I of mean, the day. I've volunteered doing tree plantings for years before I ever yeah. like jumped onto the team. So. Yeah. And how big is the team at Louisville gross now? It's grown, which is exciting. <laughs> Um, Mateo's over here shaking his head. Just, <laughs> um, I think uh, we have uh, 14 wow. staff members. Um, wow. Maybe a few more. Mateo's looking at me like, Is it 14? That's I, amazing. I, we haven't, count, haven't counted them up in a while. Let's see here. <laughs> um, we have so many different projects going on right now. Yeah that um, uh, we are kind of split up a lot. So a lot of times we won't see part of the team. Really? We've grown to where we have about seven field staff people. Oh my gosh. Um, who work a lot with Mateo and work a little bit with me. And then we have a few office staff members and we have three AmeriCorps VISTAs, um, who, which is kind of a federal, federal program for like kind of a year of service. Yeah. And so we're going to see, you're going to get to meet a bunch of these folks. Mm -hmm. Jacqueline and Mateo will certainly be there, but yes. you'll meet the executive director. You'll meet some other, you'll meet some of these AmeriCorps people, I would assume, on Sunday, Saturday. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And if, if you see me there, please uh, come say hey. <laughs> It'll be right out of the radio, <laughs> onto the streets <laughs> in front of you. <laughs> so what, what, uh, what is the occasion for all this growth of Louisville Grows? Uh, it's, I think it's just that the Greenheart project was so big. Yeah. Yeah, that has um, been a huge, right? We're talking to, you know, because I, I think the thing, I think the Greenheart project is really cool. Um, but I think one thing that I do like about how they are doing it, like uh, the Nature Conservancy and UofL, they're taking care of all the trees for a few years. Yeah. So we actually are going to be watering and remulching. And if like a tree dies, we're going to replace it yeah. for the next few years. So that's kind of why like we need them to get all these trees in the ground. I think Ked told me, Ked is our executive director. He told me the other day that we've planted almost 1700 trees. Wow. Um, on this last run, that's not counting the ones before. <laughs> yeah. That's, um, that's within the last year. Right? Yeah. Wow. That's within the last year. And, uh, we still have like, a little over a thousand to plant and i'm still doing signups for a spring thing where we're going to try to get everything done by may wow i don't yeah. know how but yeah yeah <laughs> come help us maybe <laughs> <laughs> but so i think we originally hired a bunch of people for that and then to like help maintain all, all that stuff yeah it, it's a really good thing for us in a lot of ways you know we are a non-profit we have to play the game of how do we keep 
our staff members employed year round. Yeah. So this has been a great opportunity for that. Yeah. But also like doing all this maintenance of the trees for three years kind of gives us a really cool metric of like, what does it mean to take care of these trees for the yeah. next three years? And how does that affect their success too? Mm -hmm. Right. Um, so mm -hmm. we, we have an opportunity to like do more for the trees than we ever have, which is sweet. Wow. And it kind of, I think, gives us, like, um, exactly like Jacqueline said, gives us an idea of the metric of taking care of trees because we haven't had the capacity mm. in the past to take care of our neighborhood plantings, mm. really. But now we have a work truck and we have a water trailer, so maybe we can start working on figuring out ways to get funding to actually take care of our other trees. Wow. Like, Fantastic. To kind of, you know, one of the things we try to do is work in um, neighborhoods that maybe don't have the money yeah. to take care of their trees. and. Yeah. Um, we did a corporate planting a while back, and one of the things that we asked of them is to donate a bunch of hoses to us so that when we're talking to people, and one of the things we ask when we're canvassing is, do you have a do you have a hose? Do you have a way to water this tree? And a surprising number don't, I've noticed. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, you may not have 50 bucks to go buy a hose. Yeah. Or somebody stole it or whatever. Right. Yeah. So we can just, at that point, just be like, here, you can have this. And it's Isn't like, great? Yeah. yeah, there were like 50... 50 feet or 100 feet so yeah yeah and maybe once they're out there watering their trees they'll think about planting some other things too or yeah it's just getting getting, getting people outside as part of this but let's talk a little bit about um the reasons for for trees and some of the misconceptions people have about trees uh i mean it's interesting with the whole green heart model because uh you know when i'm thinking about why we need trees i'm thinking about we need habitat, right? We need oxygen. We need stormwater infiltration. We need shade and less urban heat island effect. I don't. The, the first thing that pops into my mind isn't always, oh, we need to filter all the pollutants out of the atmosphere. Mm -hmm. But that's what they do too, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's all of the above. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's just kind of like green spaces is connected with like, you know, social equity as well. But you know, health is all interconnected too, and like trees do so much for us. I mean, I think Jacqueline's been doing this longer than me, and <laughs> she can probably tell you way more awesome uh, misconception stories about like what trees, what people think about trees. Yeah, what kind of responses I, do you get when you say, "Hey, do you, when you knock on somebody's door and say, "Hey, do you want a tree?" and they're like, "No," because <laughs> I, I think a lot of the times people are worried about. Um, other things um, when they're not trees aren't at the front of their mind. And mm -hmm. a lot of times we do, we did this really cool survey um, in, in partnership with um, North Carolina State University, where after whether or not people said yes or no to a tree when we knocked on their door, we would ask them to take a survey. Oh, so neat. it gave us this really cool idea. It's like almost everyone said, yes, trees are good. But then they would say, oh, but I don't want a tree because it costs money, because huh. I have to rake the leaves, mm. because, um, and, and some people see city environments and urban environments as separate from nature. Right. And that's something we're trying to change in the work we do. It's in understanding that, no, we are a part of the ecosystem. We have kind of a city ecosystem and we need to be planting trees to be making green space. There's a lot of research out there right now and the green heart is part of that that looks at how uh, access to green space affects health, affects social equity, affects um, um, a lot of other social and economic issues. Um, but 
at the end of the day, most people don't have the time um, or the money to think about that. Mm, so right. when we canvas, and my goal is always to <coughs> lower the barriers for people to have trees. Not everyone's going to want a tree. Right, and that's okay. It, it is okay, <laughs> and because we want we want the trees we have to go to people who want to care for them. Um, but at the end of the day, I, I do want to try as much as possible to lower those barriers for those residents. Um, yeah, because people do, you know, people worry about their job. They worry about feeding their kids. They worry mm -hmm. about, you know, their car breaking down. And they are not necessarily thinking about all the wonderful shade um, and clean air that they get from trees every day. Yeah. So I wish that, and I want our city to spend more resources to uh, help support residents and help kind of push this um, conversation about how much we need to pay attention to the benefits of trees that we have mm. year round. In yeah. I mean, I, I think that's a huge point that you brought up, Jacqueline, you know, spending money on it. As a nonprofit, it's it gets frustrating, like trying to find the scraps of leftover capitalism to, <laughs> you know, try There's to money slushing around. We just got to <laughs> capture it for the right thing. Right? <laughs> oh, we don't want these pennies. <laughs> yeah. So. No, and and it, I, I've been in some of these neighborhoods where we're planting trees, too, and you can kind of get a feeling like. Somehow this there's been this block has a culture of no trees because nobody has any trees at all, which to me yeah. just seems like mind boggling. Mm -hmm. But then you can imagine being a resident <laughs> in that block and having to be the first one to sort of break the mold. And that yeah. can feel a little risky, right? Like, am, are my neighbors going to get mad at me because maybe some of my leaves will blow on their yard or something? Yeah, right? which would, they do get mad. They about do that. get mad. Um, Man, I can't imagine living on a block with no trees in August. I know. July and right? August in Louisville, Kentucky. Mm -hmm. Brutal. Come on. Brutal. I, I something I remember with a lot of those streets is, you know, 40 years ago, 50 years ago, every house had a tree in front sure. of it. Um, and the older residents, they don't remember uh, all the like awesome benefits they got from those trees. They remember when they fell and they had to yeah. be removed and yeah. the money it took to remove them. Yeah. Sure. Um, so so it is, you know, it's, it's it can be really hard to convince people. It's like, oh, it's like no one else has a tree. Why do I? Yeah. Need a tree? Right. Yeah. Um, Wow. Uh, but I'm so glad we're doing this and helping, be, you know, be some of the neighbors, be the first ones, the early adopters, and maybe they'll see the benefits and want a tree of their own. So uh, if I wasn't in one of your target neighborhoods or I didn't have you come knocking on my door, but I wanted to plant a tree, what are some important things people should keep in mind uh, when they're choosing a tree, when they're deciding where to put it, and then how they plant it? I mean, if we could do a little mini like Citizen Forester 101 on the air here, mm. what would be some advice for, for homeowners who might be listening? So the first thing I would tell you is uh, do your research about the type of tree you yeah. want. I would suggest... Don't get just whatever's cheap at Lowe's today. Don't, <laughs> it might not don't. be good yeah. for your location. Yeah, right? check, check for invasive species. Yeah. Like, look for natives. Um, and, and also just knowing uh, the LouisvilleKY.gov website actually has yeah. a, uh, a spreadsheet of suggested tree types and nice. also 
tree types they suggest you don't plant okay um, so that includes invasive trees that includes trees like that tree have of heaven let's issues. name them what don't we bradford want pear to... bradford freaking pears don't plant any bradford <laughs> pears my god so many good alternatives right right and and there's great alternatives that are native trees yeah. too that, that we just don't think about or aren't on people's radar heck i didn't know about some really cool trees until i started working and then like jacqueline would like tell me about like well, a yellow wood you don't see some of these black gum often. yeah and yeah. you know now i'm like these are some of my favorite trees and like it's been through working with little grows um that i've kind of learned this stuff yeah and you know it kind of opens your mind and like in spring like sometimes you'll almost wreck because you're seeing all the trees come out and you're just like, oh, that's a... Like, oh. I'll just pull over for a second. That, that's definitely like tree nerd problems like in the spring. It's like, oh no. Um, all right, so don't don't plant an invasive tree. Pick something that's right for the location you've got, sure. right? Because trees come in all shapes and yeah. sizes and they mm-hmm. have to fit into the space, sure. right? And then there are also like really great natives that are native to the area. But don't like living in cities. Yes. Mm. So that's also important, like figuring out which trees are going to be successful in um, in a city. People, uh, I bet everyone listening to this and also everyone that we talk to in, in our workday loves dogwoods. <laughs> um, the city has a ton of beautiful dogwoods. The problem with dogwoods is they are, are not very salt tolerant yep. and they oh. are not very tolerant of the sun. Yeah. So you see these beautiful dogwoods in people's yards and they are beautiful because um, they grew in the shade of a larger tree, you know, that away from the salty roadway. That died yeah. and then they never replaced that tree. Yeah. So um, that's just an example <clears throat> of like, like do a little research about the tree. Um, there are a lot of beautiful trees that can fit your yard. You know, I, I believe there's always a right tree for the location. Yeah. And that also includes, you know, don't planning, not planting a huge tree next to power lines mm-hmm. or not planting a large tree close to your house. Yep. Yep. Uh, another tip for homeowners is, like you mentioned, call 311. Is a- that? 811. 811. Sorry. 811 the, before you dig, because you may have utilities running underneath that spot where you want to plant a tree. And that might help you. They'll come for free, right? And they'll mark out where the utilities are under underground. That might help you figure out a slightly better location for your tree as well. Yeah, when I first started, I was really confused. I didn't know who Bud was. Bud. You so Bud. Al- Alan and Ked and Jacqueline and Lisa would always be talking about, did you call Bud in? And I was like, who's Bud? And finally, Jacqueline was like, it's before you dig. Before you dig. Uh, I think you can even request them online, right? Yeah. You can. They try and make it really easy for you because they don't like having to fix broken no. gas lines. And, and you don't want to deal with that as a homeowner. And it could be it's extremely also real dangerous. dangerous. Yeah. Real dangerous. Real yeah. dangerous. So call before you dig. Yeah. Pick the right tree for the right space. And and then, you know, for the actual planting of the tree, I mean, some tips we could give over the air. Don't plant it too deep. Yes, That's a big and, common and problem. That is a common problem and also something that is probably my number one tip besides watering it for mm-hmm. tree survival. Yeah. Um, it uh, You want to be able to see the root collar, kind of the flare of the trunk as it turns it into widen roots. widen it right at the surface. Right? Yeah, yeah. And, and you want to make sure that is a little above, above the grade or at the ground level. Um, and again, if you have any questions about that, please reach out to us. Or <laughs> yeah, another you, tree you can find all our emails on the louisvillegrows.org website, and you can email 
either of us. You can pretty much email anybody. Because they're all tree nerds, and they will come, and they will admire your tree. And And if they don't know the answer, they're going to send it to one of us that does. Yeah, good. Um, Jacqueline just did a video that can help answer some of these videos with, or some of these questions with uh, Barry, our city arborist, and some trees Louisville as well. Can people find that video at louisvillegroves.org? Not yet. I think it's being edited. But we're 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 real close. (laughs) We're really excited to like be able to do more videos like that that people can watch at home. Yeah. um, to learn more about trees and also like plant trees on their own property. So yeah, we, we, we shot a, a planting tutorial video in partnership with trees Louisville, which is another awesome tree organization and also the division of community forestry, which is um, kind of the Louisville entity that manages trees in the right of way space on the street. Yeah, um, I just where, did a, where you got yours. Yeah. Just did a planting with them on East Jefferson street to earlier today. That's so awesome. It was awesome. Yeah. It's so satisfying. And they had a big volunteer crew out. That's so, awesome. Oh, yeah. that's good to hear. Uh, cool. Yeah. It was really good. I was going to try and hit, find y'all and go with y'all, but, uh, my, <laughs> I don't know if you see me limping. But, yeah. Uh, I'm just, in, it's not from tree planting. Is it? The, that's a little, a little bit. Definitely a little bit. I mean, I've been literally planting trees since October. Wow. Wow. I was like laid up for, a couple of weeks. But, yeah. <laughs> so to please help Mateo out. Come volunteer on Saturday so he doesn't have to do all the heavy lifting. I'm talking today with two friends from Louisville Grows, uh, Jacqueline Eklund, the program manager and certified arborist, and Mateo Barnett, who's the field operations manager. And uh, we're trying to encourage you to come on out this Saturday, 830 to 1 at Wyandotte Park. We're going to be meeting up there and splitting up into groups to go plant trees at people's homes in South Louisville, uh, which is a target neighborhood in, in terms of justice and health equity right yes absolutely it kind of goes hand in hand so yeah 264 is right there yeah taylor boulevard's right there airplanes flight plus flight plat is over yeah a lot of pollution i do want to bring up i love the fact that you've pronounced wyandotte park like four eight different different ways ways. so i'm covering them all i i'm (laughs) here for it and i love it Good, good. Well, we we hinted that there are these people, these magical people called citizen foresters who will help the teams. And you can get trained as one coming up on Saturday, March 19th, right? There's going to be a citizen forester uh, training. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's 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 our training where if you are take have a specific interest in trees and you want to learn more <laughs> about it, come to one of these trainings. Um, you will not only learn uh, more about uh, planting trees, but you also learn more about our community, yeah. uh, learn more about what it means to like lead volunteers and speak for the trees, what it means mm. to be like, be a steward for Louisville Groves and your community yeah. and represent trees. Yeah. It'll give you skills to use in life in all kinds of settings, I'm sure. Um, and I feel like it also develops like care for the yeah. trees and for, for the green spaces in your community. Yeah. Sometimes just like being out there, getting your hands in the dirt with other people. <laughs> and I think also becoming a citizen forester is actually the best way if you're not in one of our planting neighborhoods. Right. Kind of what you were asking is like, yeah. are there tips? Yeah, there are tips on how to plant a tree right. But if you come learn with Jacqueline at the citizen forester training, you're going to really know how to do it. Yeah. And you can teach other people then. It's really awesome. Mm-hmm. And you get a, you get a shirt that declares that you are a citizen forester 
And then when you go off and do your gorilla plantings, you can just say, hey, I'm a citizen forester. <laughs> that, that, is that what you do? Uh, sh- <laughs> yes, yes, that's what I do. Um, you, I didn't hear nothing. Nope, nope. Not, uh, so this is Saturday, March 19th at the Healthy House. Uh, yes. That, 1641 mm-hmm. Portland Avenue from 10 to 2. This is four hours of tree planting. Uh, four hours of, well, there is a classroom portion of it where I'll talk a little bit about um, why we need trees in Louisville, um, what trees do for us, and it kind of, um, and then we will go out and actually plant trees. Yay! So it's really exciting. Um, again, you know, we've we've built this program for the last eight or nine years. Yeah. Eight. How many citizen foresters are there now? Um, My gosh, we've trained over four hundred people what? ourselves. Um, wow. The people that actually come out are less than that. Of course. But yeah, wow, 400 trained is impressive. Yeah, yeah, totally. And, and you know, people come and go, and, and that's okay. If someone hasn't been to a planting in two years, I think they've still uh, gained an appreciation for trees through through right. this. And right. through Even if you just became a citizen forester, went to the class, got your shirt, and went to one planting, I think it's still worth your time to do that. Mm-hmm. And this is for people any anyone over age 12 right yes that's what we say um yeah uh kind of all ages thing you know even if you're not the most able-bodied person or you're not uh you know the strongest there's definitely still roles at a tree planting that you can take on because you're managing a team yeah you're you're managing a team you're working with people and part of that is finding uh the tasks that each person excel at yeah and that right. includes yourself yep. yep and you're chatting with the homeowner the recipient right, right? yeah and, and making yeah. sure they're comfortable and all that so that's great uh people of all abilities all ages above 12 uh, are welcome uh there is a cost but scholarships are available uh, right we we are offering the class for free now oh my gosh i'm sorry okay great it's well, free on yeah, saturday well yeah that just that literally just happened and it's because oh of gosh. the partnership um, that Jacqueline was talking about with DCF and Trees Louisville. Oh, damn. Free so, training, y'all, in how to plant a tree right. I think you still get a tree. Uh, not a tree. A t-shirt. You still get a shirt, which okay. I uh, think is important. Yeah. Yeah. In, in kind of an important part of what the the partnerships we're doing with other tree organization as uh, other organizations, as Mateo said, is if you get trained at one of our plantings, you're more than, or one of our classes, you're more than welcome to go to p- the plantings put on by Trees Louisville and Division yes. Community yes. Forestry. Um, we all want experienced uh, tree planting volunteers, and we're working together to make sure our classes um, uh, line up as far as content because they also do trainings. Mm-hmm. And yeah. we, we all kind of want to be on the same page as far as like what it means to plant trees and how do we plant trees. Yeah. Fantastic. So mark your calendars. Become a citizen forester March 19th, 10 to 2 at the Healthy House. And you can register at tinyurl.com slash training 322 and I will put the links to that registration and all the information up on uh, the podcast version of our program, which you can find at forwardradio.org in the show notes. Um, so uh, the Citizen Foresters also help out with our orchard care, which we're doing on a regular basis. You want to talk? I bet a lot of our listeners had no idea that there were community orchards in Louisville. Yeah. Um, just last year, um, there's, there's a local group called the Orchard Brigade, which you are a part of. I and love it. so are you, Jacqueline. Yes, yeah. <laughs> um, but we always need people to come out to those. In the winter to help prune. Well, I was talking to Amanda Fuller, and we were talking about trying to do some more in the summer to come see, like, 
how it's growing and maybe do a little bit of live trimming. Okay. But then also check what's Harvest growing. Harvest parties, yeah. Harvest parties. Yeah. Um, we did one round of the Louisville Grows Food Forest, which is on Portland Avenue. I can't remember the address, but uh, Amanda and I actually walked around for like two or three days and just left flyers on all the residents for in like a three block radius. Yeah. Because to us, we're trying to get the people that live around orchards invested in it and be like, oh, that's mine. I can just go eat free food there. That's your grocery store right there. You yeah. don't have to get in your car and drive somewhere. Right? 100%. <laughs> you know, and it's frustrating. And I think it's hard. And I think we need to put more work into that that community engagement yeah. for our, our local orchards. But yeah, so we have that crew that we try to trim all the local orchards, all the free local orchards in the winter. And we need volunteers for that. We need leaders. We need people that are doing that. So that's been really fun. And there's a new orchard going in in Beachmont, right? Correct. Uh, yeah, it's it's uh, the first orchard uh, we've installed <laughs> in a couple of years. And it's in partnership. We got um, a grant from an organization called the Giving Grove from nice. uh, uh, Missouri. Wow. And that's uh, w- roughly where, if people want to check out the new Beachmont Orchard? It's on the corner of 3rd Street and 264, there basically. You go. There you go. Thank across you. from, I think, a Thornton's, maybe? Right. Used to be Some just gigantic gas station. Long-time vacant lot. Right. Right? And but, yeah, we planted a bunch of fruit trees there. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be green space. It's, yeah. n- it's near bus stops. There's yeah. foot traffic there. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, most importantly, there's a really committed group of community members that want to take care of Yay. it. Because yeah. orchards do take a lot of care. You know, Manteo yeah. was kind of hinting at that. Yeah. I mean, if you want to get good fruit production off of those trees, you got to p- do a little bit of care. Yes. If you just want the tree to survive, it probably managed on its own. But the objective with an orchard is to get good fruit and not have all these fungal issues and things yeah. like that. And so... Yeah pruning and maintaining them is a, is a key thing. So you can do that as a citizen forester or just a volunteer. Uh, and especially during the wintertime, we'll be, we'll be sending out announcements about that at louisvillegrows.org. We only have like five minutes left, y'all. Oh my Are you gosh. Serious? Time is totally wow. flying by. We We're haven't even... really fun. I know. We haven't even yet talked about gardening, and that's another big part of what Louisville Grows does. So let's just quickly mention the big seeds and start sales that are coming up. Uh, the very first one for early coal crops is on March 19th. My gosh. Same day as the Citizen Forester training. It's yeah, going to be it's, a fun it's party. Coming it's going to be a big day at the Healthy House. Yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, we do a spring sale every year. Um, it goes to support the proceeds we get from it go on to support community gardens. So when yep. you buy plants from us, not only are you getting quality plants for cheap, you're also supporting community gardens and supporting other people gardening. Yeah. Um, for and you sure. can all have this giganto greenhouse now that it's is quite an exciting. operation. And you need volunteers to help in there too, right? We Absolutely. Do. And you can check out any of the, our volunteer dates. Um, it's all up on uh, Facebook. Also, we make Instagram posts about it as well. I know you mentioned our website, but there's also those other outlets. Yep. You can find on social media too. So what are coal crops and what can people get on March 19th? And why would I want to plant my garden this early? Isn't it too early? <laughs> Cold <laughs> crops are things like like your brassicas, which is broccoli, kale, cabbage, things like that. Also your lettuces, um, radishes. Like last year we started um, 
these things called watermelon radishes, which are mm, these big those. ones. And yeah. They're delicious. Mm. I'd never heard of them yeah. until I went to Sally Forth, the shipping port brewery place. Oh, cool. And they have a hummus sandwich that has really thinly sliced nice. watermelon radishes. And nice. I was like, these are delicious. <laughs> and then when me and Ked were talking about starting some extra <laughs> stuff for the greenhouse, I saw that seed packet and i was like those are awesome <laughs> so we started some yay um but yeah it's basically stuff that is cold hardy cold yeah. tolerant and you can plant it right you can now. basically throw seeds in right now yeah. you can yes. put plants in right now because mm-hmm. we should be past the frost the frost that are getting down to like the teens yeah and they're usually light frost hardy yeah, it's they're, funny. They're not like tomatoes. When I moved to Louisville, you know, immediately, and I'm a gardener, so like talking to other people, they were all like, "Oh yeah, I plant my garden around Derby," and I'm always like, "What? You're missing? Like, you're yeah. missing oh, so much than half." Yeah. Well, and we didn't use. This is our first spring that we're doing our early cold crop sale. Yeah. Last year we did a uh, we did a late cold crop sale, kind In of as fall, a test. Yeah. Uh huh. But this is the first time that we're actually doing this, so I it, think it would be really cool to get some people out and. And honestly, just kind of talk to them and teach them about early cold crop planting. Yeah, and and it's um, uh, because before a lot of times we would sell lettuces, you know, it'd already be April when you should be kind of harvesting. Totally, yeah. So too hot by Derby. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. If you if you're interested in growing greens like lettuce, spinach, arugula, kale. Um, this is a great opportunity for you to come out, grab some plants, and kind of, uh, kind of learn with us. You yeah. Know? And people don't need to register in advance or anything. They just show up at the Healthy House on Correct. March 19th, 10 to 4, right? Yes. Yeah. We, we will have online sales. Um, oh. I think so. <laughs> uh, the past two years, we have done online sales. So you can order your plants online and then just schedule a pickup day. Oh, I nice. mean, at the end of the day, like COVID's got us kind of always changing our games. So. Of course. Yeah, things are kind of up in the air. But I, I know that there's a whole schedule of Saturdays, 10 to 4, when people can come in person to the healthy house, uh, in the greenhouse, April 16th, 30th, and even down to May 14th. And mm-hmm. you mentioned, too, that there'll be some kind of unusual things that you might not find at like your grocery store or your local garden center, like yeah. elderberries. Yeah, mm-hmm. Ked ordered some elderberries for the first time this cool. year. Cool. And pawpaws, <coughs> which a native fruit. Yeah, we're getting some from Rachel Young from the Extension Office. Nice. Um, what else? We ordered so much cool stuff. And we we like uh, raspberry and yeah. blackberry canes. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Or a lot of times we, we try to find, uh, get some like uh, local milkweed. So it's a lot of times you can find the tropical invasive varieties. Yeah. But um, when possible, we try and get those. So those might be something you might see at our at our April sales. Yeah. What, about, what about May Pops? Um, We're trying. <laughs> we are I, always I, trying. I did find, we might try to like seed some slips from a yeah. lot from a lots of food. Yeah. Because Amanda's got those growing everywhere, so maybe if we can get them some rooting hormone or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's, yeah, maypops are awesome. They're yeah, super cool. Your native local passion fruit. So oh, fun. They're so good. They're yeah, so if, weird, if, but so good. If y'all have <laughs> never had maypipes, maypops, they are um, yeah. really delicious. Yeah. Well, my friends, we could talk all day. I am so excited about this coming tree planting on Saturday, and I will get to see you again there. We want to encourage all of our listeners to sign up to volunteer with us from Louisville Grows. Uh, the Green Heart Planting is this Saturday, March 12th. 8.30 is when we want people to show up at Wyandotte, Wyandotte Park at 1104 Wyandotte. Beecher Street. Uh, but please register in advance if you can. Go to louisvillegrows.org for more information. And boy, we'll have to get you back on the air again. 
again because this has been so much fun. Yeah, thank you so much for nice. taking the thank time. You. Yeah, that was awesome. Thanks for having us, Justin. Oh, absolutely. Come back anytime. Yeah, I appreciate you. All right. Stay tuned, my friends. Coming up in just a second, your community action calendar. There's lots of other things going on this week besides the Louisville Grove Street Planting. So stay tuned, and I'll give you a hint about what's coming up here on Forward Radio. While the sun shines bright on my whole Kentucky home Tis summer and the people are gay And the corn tops rise while the meadows are in bloom Them birds are making music all the day Said weep no more, my lady, oh Song for my whole Kentucky home, for my whole Kentucky home far away. Now the young folks roll on that little coffin floor. Oh, maybe all happy and bright. By and by, hard times will come a knocking at the door. My whole Kentucky home, good night. And we're back here on Forward Radio and Sustainability Now with me, Justin Mogg. I hope you've got your pencils sharpened and your calendars out and you're ready to take action for sustainability this week. Well, one final reminder in case you've been jazzed by that conversation with Matteo and Jacqueline about planting trees in your own neighborhood. Well, the Division of Community Forestry can give your neighborhood association up to 50 free trees to plant along the right of way. The trees need to be planted by the end of April. So please hurry up and get on it. Get your neighborhood association together and contact the Division of Community Forestry to get started. Just email communityforestry at louisvilleky.gov. They've got funding for up to 50 free trees for your neighborhood association right here in Louisville. So don't miss out. Now, what's on the calendar this week, my friends? Uh, Well, of course, what's been in the news is the war in Ukraine. And, uh, you know, peace is just as important a part of sustainability as anything else. So I'm excited that coming up on Tuesday, March 8th at 6 p.m. at the main library, right across the alley from us here at Forward Radio in the Hayburn Building, the World Affairs Council and Louisville Public Media, along with the Public Library, are presenting Russia, Ukraine, and the war in Eastern Europe, featuring Ambassador Carrie Kavanaugh. You can join former U.S. Ambassador and Peace Mediator Carrie Kavanaugh for a discussion of the Russian invasion of Ukraine and its effects on the future of the Eastern European region. Ambassador Carrie Kavanaugh is Professor of Diplomacy and Conflict Resolution at the University of Kentucky and Chairman of International Alert, a London-based independent peacebuilding organization. This event is free and open to the public and more information and registration are available at lfpl.org. Also coming up Tuesday just after that at 8 p.m. on March 8th, Streets for People, a proud community partner of Forward Radio, is having a car-free happy hour, and this will be the first of a uh, year-long monthly Tuesday 
8 p.m. happy hours at rotating venues, starting off at Gravely Brewing over at 514 Baxter Avenue. The Streets for People is hosting this monthly meetup at various establishments around town on the second Tuesday of every month at 8 p.m. And we're going to kick it off this Tuesday at 8 at Gravely. There's no agenda. We're just getting together to get to know one another and build the car-free urbanist community that is necessary to reclaim our streets from the violent tyranny of the private automobile. If you are an urbanist, if you like walkable, bikeable, dense urban neighborhoods and not this crazy car culture, well, get together with some other friends who think likewise and share some tips uh, for survival our car culture, but also start to organize, uh, get together to organize, uh, to resist the car culture. It's this Tuesday, March 8th at 8 p.m. at Gravely Brewing. You can learn more at twitter.com slash streets, the number four peeps, P-E-E-P-S, streets for peeps at on Twitter. And uh, second Tuesdays of the month. So the next one after this will be April 12th. And I'll remind you later here on Sustainability Now. There is a Glean team forming in Jefferson County, and there'll be a Glean team training on Thursday, March 10th from 3.30 to 5 p.m. at the Jefferson County Extension Office, 4200 Gardner View Avenue. Did you know that over one-third of the food produced in the United States is never even consumed by people? It's true. Simultaneously, some 12% of Jefferson County residents are suffering from food insecurity, the lack of access to enough affordable, nutritious food. Well, this spring and summer, help be part of the solution. Connect these dots by volunteering on a farmer's market glean team. Teams will table at farmer's markets and transport unsold produce from the market to local nonprofits for distribution. Know of an interested volunteer group or a farm, garden, or market that could use a gleaning team? Well, reach out to Rachel Young, rachel.young, the number one, at kysu.edu. Uh, to connect up. Interested in volunteering? We'll register for the free training at Jefferson County Extension Office on March 10th. Register for the free training at tinyurl.com slash gleanky. And again, it's coming up this Thursday, 3.30 p.m. in the Jefferson County Extension Office. Also on Thursday in the evening at 7 p.m., the Louisville Free Public Library's Authors at the Library series is bringing civil rights lawyer and professor Dan Cannon to speak at the main public library, again, right across the alley from us here at Forward Radio. You can join civil rights lawyer and UofL law professor Dan Cannon for a discussion of his new book, Pleading Out, a blistering critique of America's assembly line approach to criminal justice through plea bargaining and the permanent criminal class that it creates. Register at lfpl.org. There'll be book signings following the talk with books available for purchase from Carmichael's Bookstore, your local independent sellers. Again, it's this Thursday at 7 p.m. at the main library. Now, coming up on Friday, March 11th, it's a home-based microprocessing workshop taking place at 
at the Shively City Hall in person and is put on by the Jefferson County Cooperative Extension Service. It'll be Friday from 9.30 a.m. to 2 p.m. You can join our in-person workshop and learn about homestead microprocessors who and who are farmers who grow and harvest produce to use in their value-added products. Home-based microprocessors are required to grow a predominant ingredient in the products that they make. The first step to becoming certified as a home-based microprocessor is to attend a homestead microprocessor workshop presented by the University of Kentucky, and this could be your opportunity. There is a cost of $50 for the workshop. For more information and to register, you can call 502-569-2344, or you can find more information online through the University of Kentucky Cooperative Extension. Now, coming up on Friday, March 11th, from noon to two three, th- noon to three p.m. Uh, at the U of L campus, there is going to be a paper-making workshop. You can join the Student Sustainability Coalition for a workshop about how to make handmade paper out of invasive plants with the help of fine arts professor Rachel Single. It will take a couple of days for the paper to dry after we make of them but anyone that participates is welcome to come pick up their paper later and you can learn more about this at louisville.edu slash sustainability again it's this friday march 11th at noon in schneider hall that's the art building on belknap campus room 23 no advanced registration is required for the friday noon paper making workshop at uofl Now, we mentioned it already, but just a reminder of the details. Coming up on Saturday, March 12th, it is the next Louisville Grows tree planting with Greenheart, the Greenheart Project. They'll be registering people from 8.30 to 8.50 a.m. at Wyandotte Park, 1104 Beecher Street, and then the work begins at 9 and it'll continue through about 1 p.m. You'll be joining tree planting teams and digging in to help us restore the urban tree canopy in our neighborhoods. No experience is necessary. Everyone is welcome to come play in the dirt with us. And as we mentioned, trained citizen foresters will be there to lead you in proper tree planting. So it's actually a great opportunity to learn as well as do good work about how to properly plant and care for trees. All are welcome. Any person 12 years or older uh, or younger, I'm sorry, must be accompanied by a one-to-one ratio of parent or guardian. And uh, there will be light breakfast, uh, lunch, and coffee available upon arrival uh, between 8.30 and 8.50 at Wyandotte Park. Again, we encourage volunteers to dress appropriately for whatever weather is forecast for the day and dress to get dirty. You'll be drinking in the dirt and handling mulch, so closed-toed shoes are required. And long-sleeve shirts are recommended if you're going to be handling any of the evergreen trees that we'll be planting on that day as well. And, of course, if there's a rain forecast at all, waterproof outerwear is recommended. Uh, We will be planting trees, rain or shine, but if severe weather is predicted, you'll be notified once you register of an alternate event date. And, again, this planting is in partnership with Greenheart Louisville. A project is the... This project is the first controlled experiment to test if increasing green space and infrastructure in a neighborhood improves air quality and human health with the goal of developing a green print for creating healthier neighborhoods around the world. For more information about that, you can go to greenheartlouisville.com. But to sign up to volunteer and learn more about the tree planting, go to louisvillegrows.org. And hey, while you get your pencils out, mark for the future tree plantings in the Shawnee neighborhood 
on March 26th and again in South Louisville on April 9th. All the details will be at louisvillegrows.org. Hey, and that's all we have for today here on Sustainability Now. I want to thank you all for tuning in. It's been great having you along with me for this hour, and I encourage you to stay tuned for all the great stuff coming up here on Forward Radio, and I will look forward to being back in your ears again in one week's time. Be well, my friends. Tengamos lados de la línea, estamos posillos.